Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. Well, the silver and black christen their brand new home on Monday night against the New Orleans Saints. And the Raiders clearly are ready for the bright lights of Vegas and prime time as they stun the Saints 34 to 24 to improve the 2 and 0 on the season. It's only the fourth time in the last 25 years the Raiders have won their first two games of the year, and they did it on the 50th anniversary of Monday Night Football. I mentioned this in previewing the game. The Raiders, for a long time, were the kings of Monday night. At one point, they were 18-1-1. Well, the Raiders didn't get much love from the odds makers coming into this one as they were underdogs to New Orleans. But the silver and black knock off the favored Saints and now have to get ready to face Cam Newton and the Patriots. If you're feeling good about the Raiders, and you should be, and if you think they might cover or even win to move to 3-0, then head to betonline.ag and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. And now let's get to Ackerman's A-list player of the game. And man, just like in week one, there's definitely two worthy candidates. I could certainly go with tight end Darren Waller, who had 12 catches, which was one shy of his career high for more than 100 yards and a touchdown reception. Carr targeted Waller 16 times, and the Saints defense simply had no answer trying to slow him down. Waller is the Raiders' leading receiver right now with 18 receptions through the first two weeks of the season. But this week's award goes to quarterback Derek Carr. For a second straight week, Carr executed the game plan to perfection. Now, it didn't start out well in the first quarter as the Raiders fell behind 10 to nothing, and Carr was sacked three times. He and the rest of the team eventually settled in and he began pushing the ball downfield. And by halftime, he was 17 for 23, 177 yards, and two touchdown passes. And in the second half, he picked up right where he led off and led the Raiders on a scoring drive to begin the third quarter as he connected with Waller on a fourth and goal from the Saints' one-yard line to put the Raiders up seven, and they would simply never look back. At one point, the Raiders scored on four straight possessions, and Carr had the Saints' defense off balance all night long. The Raiders absolutely dominated time of possession, holding onto the football for more than 36 minutes. Last week, Carr completed passes to nine different receivers. This week, it was 11 different receivers. An absolutely masterful job of spreading the ball around and getting everyone involved in the offense. On third down, Carr was nearly perfect. Nine for 10, 98 yards, and a touchdown. Overall, the Raiders were 10 for 17 on third down. Now, the Raiders' run game did manage 116 yards, but they did it on 35 carries, which is just over three yards a pop. It was efficient, 
but not as effective as last week against Carolina. Last week, when I previewed this game, I asked Kenny Stapler if this game was going to come down to Derek Carr, how comfortable should Raider Nation feel? He said they had no choice. They have to ride him out no matter what. Well, tonight, Derek was great. He finished the game 28 for 38 for 282 yards and three touchdown passes. And most importantly, he led the Raiders to a stunning 34-24 win over the favorite Saints and earns Ackerman's A-list player of the game. This defense is one of the best ones I've ever played against. They're tough. Man-to-man uh, -man coverage, zone coverage, different fronts, multiple looks, try and confuse you, dropping defensive ends, doing blitzing all-out blitzes, all this kind of stuff. They throw everything they have at you. And really proud of our guys for sticking with our rules, trusting the game plan. Got a lot of good football players. Got a lot, got a lot of good football character guys uh, that, that allows us to be able to go 10 to 17 on third down, especially against that team. Not easy to do, uh, you know, but really, really proud of the way we finished on, uh, on those crucial downs. We had to have them tonight. Well, this one certainly didn't start out looking like a Raiders win. The silver and black were thoroughly dominated through the first 15 minutes. Listen to these numbers. They trailed 10-0. They were outgained 140-34. The offense allowed three sacks. The only bright spot was they held Drew Brees to three out of nine passing in the quarter, although I think a lot of it was Brees just simply misfiring. Then things turned, and they turned quickly in that second quarter. Let's take a look at the offense first. The O-line dominated the line of scrimmage, and they did it missing two starters. Denzel Good got the start at right tackle after Trent Brown and Sam Young were both scratched because of injuries. Then they lost Richie Incognito in the first half with an Achilles injury. This is something that had been bothering him all week. So the team's fourth-round pick, John Simpson out of Clemson, steps in and played a very solid game. The Raiders' offense scored on six out of their final seven drives, four touchdowns and two field goals. The only time they didn't score is when they stopped themselves. At the start of the fourth quarter with the Raiders leading 24-17 and looking to go up two scores, running back Jalen Richard fumbled the toss from Derek Carr and the Saints recovered. And you kind of had that feeling when that happened, it was going to open the door for the Saints. But the Raiders' defense held New Orleans to one first down before they had to punt. Richard would later redeem himself with a 20-yard touchdown run on third and 10 to put the Raiders up two touchdowns. Now, I want to take a closer look at the Raiders' four touchdown drives because they were long and they chewed up a lot of clock. The first touchdown drive that got them on the scoreboard was 11 plays, 63 yards, and took 6 minutes and 18 seconds. And oh, by the way, a trivia question for many years to come. Who scored the first Raiders touchdown to Legion Stadium? Well, it was none other than fullback Eric Ingold. Of course it was. Second touchdown drive that brought the Raiders to within a field goal. 10 plays, 75 yards, and it took 3 minutes and 38 seconds. The touchdown drive that put the Raiders ahead for good, nine plays, 75 yards. They held the ball for more than five minutes. Their final touchdown drive to put them up two scores, 10 plays, 
89 yards. That one only took four minutes and 34 seconds. I've said this many times, and I'll continue to say this. This is who John Gruden is, and this is who the Raiders are offensively. They're going to be balanced with a strong-willed, tough offensive line and a power running game and a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes. For the second straight week, the formula produced 34 points and another victory. And that's all you can ask for. And oh, by the way, the Raiders have committed just one turnover through the first two games. Well, for the last couple of weeks, we've been pretty good uh, taking care of the ball, uh, talking no turnovers, converting on third down, having some balance, and winning the time of possession. And when you can win the time of possession and keep Breeze and Sean Payton over there together on the sideline, you have a chance. But we knew it was going to be a 15-round fight here tonight. We knew the Saints um, – we're going to give us everything that we had, and certainly the third down conversions was big tonight. Let's take a look at the defense now. And as bad as it started for the offense, it was even worse for the D. They gave up 10 points and 140 yards alone in the first quarter. Luckily for the Raiders, Breeze was an unbreeze-like, missing several open receivers. But the Saints' ground attack was picking up huge chunks of yardage, and it seems that the Raiders' defense had no answer. But what's the old adage? Sometimes your best defense is your offense. The Raiders' offense began to dominate time of possession, and the Raiders' defense settled down. Linebacker Nick Morrow came up with the Raiders' first interception of the season, picking off Drew Brees right before the end of the half, which led to a game-tying field goal. In the second half, the Saints' offense had only four possessions, and the Raiders forced the Saints to punt on two of them, and the game ended on their fourth drive. Now, I understand the Saints were without their top wide receiver, Michael Thomas, who missed the game with a high ankle sprain. He's arguably the top wideout in the game. But I felt the Raiders put enough pressure on Breeze where he never looked comfortable in the pocket. And when he did, he missed some easy throws. You know, we hear so much about the Saints' versatile player, Taysom Hill. Well, didn't hear much from him on Monday night as the Raiders D held him to eight yards on just two carries and zero receptions. And what about Emmanuel Sanders, the former Denver Bronco receiver? Thought he might have a big game in Thomas's absence. He was held to one catch. The Raiders gave up a lot of stuff underneath, and they weren't going to allow the Saints to beat them over the top. The defense did a nice job of swarming to the football and making tackles and preventing any potentially damaging plays. Overall, it felt like after the second quarter, the Saints' offense never seemed to get in a comfortable rhythm that we're so accustomed to seeing. Was the Raiders' defense great tonight? No. But just like last week in the win over Carolina, it did just enough. But don't get too comfortable, Raider Nation. It's not going to get easier for this defense, and in particular, this young secondary, over the next few weeks. Here's a look at the next four quarterbacks they face. Cam Newton, who clearly looks healthy and rejuvenated with the Patriots, that's next Sunday. In two weeks, Josh Allen of the Bills, who last Sunday torched the Dolphins for 417 passing yards and became the first Buffalo quarterback to pass for 300 yards in consecutive games since a guy named Drew Bledsoe in 2002. After that, Patrick Mahomes. Enough said. And after that, Tom Brady, the GOAT. Certainly no gimmies are time to let up. 
And how about the special teams? Kicker Daniel Carlson puts the game on ice by converting a 54-yard field goal with about a minute to play. It's the second straight week he's converted a kick beyond 50 yards. And just think back to last year when he really struggled. And his longest kick of the season was 48 yards. Now, at the time, I wasn't crazy about the idea of trying that long field goal because if he missed, that left future Hall of Famer Drew Brees and company a very short field to try and tie the game up. Before the play, I was texting with friends saying I would bypass this field goal and punt it away, try and make Brees go the length of the field. But in the end, it all worked out, and the Raiders are 2-0. and on a night the Raiders celebrated their new home, it's bittersweet. No fans were in attendance and won't be all year. You know, one of the things that makes the Raiders so unique is their fan base. It's truly one of a kind. It not only stretches from Vegas to L.A. and to the Bay, but across the entire football world. I wanted to let the fan base know we lost a member of Raider Nation today. His name was Bill Davis. He was one of my brother's best friends, and the three of us attended so many Raider games together. Every time we went to a game, Bill said it was special because we got to hang out and cheer for our favorite team. He was so passionate about the silver and black, beyond ecstatic when they won, and mad at the world when they lost, just like a true Raider fan. I think my fondest memory is when the three of us hopped in a car and drove overnight from San Jose to L.A. to see the Raiders beat the Bengals in the 1992 divisional playoff game. We drove home immediately following the game, not caring it was a whirlwind trip. All that mattered was the Raiders were in the playoffs for the first time in six years, and we wanted to be there, together, to witness a win firsthand. Goodbye, Bill. I know you're looking down from heaven, watching the Raiders, excited and as passionate as ever following the win over the Saints. You best believe we'll meet up again someday. And you better believe we'll watch the Raiders play. All right, Raider Nation, that's going to do it for this edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.